everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Support for this podcast is provided by Subtruck Law. Revolution Recap thanks Subtruck Law for their support of our show, local independent media, and their mission of bringing unbiased truth. Revolution Recap would also like to thank Six Point Builders for their support. Six Point Builders are builders of fine, custom homes in the Boston metropolitan area. special bonus episode for all of the lovely listeners with Ross Smith from MLS Season Pass. We talk about the matchup against Orlando City, the Revolution's chances at winning an MLS Cup, and also to quite possibly the wildest story I have ever heard regarding his time with the Rochester Rhinos. But before we get into that interview, I do want to say that this episode and Revolution Recap is presented by Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info, with all the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest games, odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds. From Week One all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. And now, let's get into the interview with Ross Smith. What is going on, everybody? It is Sam Minton from the Blazing Musket. And once again, I'm lucky enough to be joined by another MLS Season Pass personality. I'm here with Ross Smith, who will be a part of the call of this week's match against Orlando City down in Florida. Ross, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Sam. Nice to nice to meet you. Nice to be on your show. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, you know, we were talking a little bit, little bit beforehand. It's quite the interesting time to, you know, be covering the revolution and calling their games. So... Especially, you know, it seems like a tale of two seasons with just how well they performed and the struggles that they've had recently. So just overall, what are your impressions of the team's performance so far this season? Yeah, a bit indifferent. Um, I think in terms of where the team was in and how they were doing on the pitch, um, you know, great, great success, performing well, um, you know, just, just really solid. But I, I think the uncertainty and results followed by the uncertainty off off the pitch as well you know this is a team right now I think trying to find themselves and they're trying to find themselves again both in the technical area and uh, and on the pitch and so it's a it's a, I think one of the leading storylines so far this this year and and it will continue to be towards playoffs and into playoffs just 
what team are, are we going to see? What style are we going to see? Um, because I, I certainly think there's a, there's a lot in there as uh, the, the success was, was shown before. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if it comes out towards playoffs and into playoffs. Yeah, it's definitely be interesting seeing Clint P.A. kind of take over and implement his style. There's been a lot of talk about it. A main focus of it seems to be the use of inverted wingbacks, and we've been seeing Matt Pulse there out on the left side with one on the right. And then also, too, seems to really want to focus on having a lone striker, whether it be Giacomo Vrioni, Bobby Wood, or also Gustavo Bo coming off the bench as he rehabs from injury. So just looking at his tactical changes, you know, how, how do you think they've been working with the team so far? Interesting. I think this, again, they're still figuring it out. Um, you know, it's for me, it's fascinating when you, you've had players have had when you look at it three different voices this year, and the team has been successful. It's the only team to go through change where they've actually been successful. Everybody else, there's been uh, a struggling year, and so they've they've brought in a new manager because of that. So for these players, it's as though they're, they're doing well. Then they get another voice, and they think, well, why change anything because it's been going well? And but you can understand with with different voices, different ideas coming in, um, you you want to be able to put your own personality on it. It's funny, Sam, it was chatting with Clint PA yesterday. It's the first time I've ever met him. Great conversation. But he said, look, at the end of the day, these guys just want to win and they don't care how we go out and win. So they're trying things right now with Polster. Like you said, I chatted with Dave Romney and I said, Dave, I'm a fellow center back as well. What's it like all of a sudden Polster's beside you, then he's in front of you and then he's having to scramble to get back. And he said it's it's taken a little bit of time to figure out. Um, I thought it was interesting. Dave gave the perspective of, I think it would work better for us if we're able to control the ball a little a bit more, a bit better, because then those transition moments between Polster going into the midfield and coming back, they won't have to happen as quickly. So I think it's a work in progress. But what I got the feel of yesterday through my conversations was guys are guys are wanting to, to be bought in. Guys aren't just going against Clint PA or going against whatever you know next voice is 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 being heard. They want to make this work, and you can understand why. It's a, it's a mature bunch, and it's a it's a bunch that have had success in the past. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see though whether it it takes shape, whether it takes form. Vrioni is an interesting one to me as well. When he scored the hat trick in League's Cup, I thought he's just going to take off now. This guy and the way he scored his hat trick, I thought finally he's going to start showing what he's all about. But it hasn't happened. One goal since. So that's an interesting one. And if Gustavo Bo coming back from injury, if those two can fit that partnership, um, you know, I, I'd be all for seeing your top players be on the pitch at the same time. It'll be interesting to see what PA does. Yeah, it, it's been interesting with Rioni. Like you mentioned, he's had struggles on the road. So it's going to be very interesting to see how he performs against Orlando, especially a top team. But, you know, especially, you know, someone like yourself with, you know, the experience as a player, What's kind of the reaction, you know, when you have a new voice or a new coach, you know, coming into the locker room, whether it be interim or just kind of taking over in general? Yeah, I think it's it's okay for the short time, uh, for the short term. You look at it and you look at the manager standing in front of you in the room and you think, okay, well, I can buy into this for, for the short term. I can buy into the interim tag. Um, but at some point, I want to know who I have to impress and I, I want to know whose opinion matters. And so where it's prolonged and it goes for a while. And, and then if you, you start to question it, well, do I follow along? Is this going to be the guy? Why would I do these things if this guy's not going to be in place? So the longer it goes, you start to question it. Um, so I think right now from it, I can imagine the players are saying 
all, all the right things. But I imagine it's difficult at times if you're being told something that you necessarily don't want to do. Um, you know, if that's the case, I don't know if that's the case, then that's difficult. But if you're hearing what you want to hear, then you're thinking I'm all for it. And then because I'm enjoying this, I want the manager to get the job. So I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that's possible that the manager gets the job because I like what he has to say. So it can go two different ways. Yeah, it has been interesting. Obviously, a lot of focus, like I said, has been on Pulsar kind of at left back. And, you know, from talking with him multiple times in the locker room, it does seem like he definitely wants to get back in the midfield, but he's definitely a team player and, you know, wanting to win. But it, it was so funny just kind of talking about him, you know, moving to left back and, you know, having an influence on the game. He's like, well, I feel like I have a great influence, you know, in the midfield. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, like you mentioned, just being able to perform and do what the coach asks, you know, yeah. when you could have someone coming in. Yeah, that's interesting. And, you're you're on the pulse. You're on the beat with with these guys as well. So I'm sure you get guys opening up to you. You get one answer, and then you get the answer with people like yourself who uh, who know the guys in and out that will that'll give you what they're really feeling. Yeah, and definitely after the most recent of you know in the game, there definitely seemed to be some frustrations. But kind of you know looking ahead to the future, you know the Athletic just recently came out report, I believe today. Uh, kind of saying that New England's looking at two guys mainly in uh, Giovanni Severice and Phil Neville. So I just love to kind of get your reaction to those names and maybe what they could be able to bring to New England. Absolutely, I know Gio very well. I was I was with Portland Timbers before I stepped into this role with Apple. So I worked really closely with with Gio. We've we've become we've become friends uh, over the years. I was gutted when his time at Portland was up. I could understand his time being at Portland being up. I th think it needed a new voice um, from somewhat of an outside perspective with Phil Neville. I would say the same. It felt like with this whole wave of Lionel Messi coming in and what have you, it just wasn't going to fit. And I think the two situations, again, I've got inside perspective with Timbers, more outside with Inter-Miami. It was along the same lines. And along the same lines going forward, I think there are two fantastic prospects to to be hired. And, and Gio, I can speak more to just what he brings. And I mean, he he lives and breathes it. <laughs> you know, I, I've seen him the amount of times on the training ground where he's put the boots on, he's jumping in with guys. Um, you know, he, he wants to sweat. He wants to be in the middle of it with, with all the guys. He He's classified as that man manager. Um and so I, I could see that that fitting. I, I wonder whether with Troy Lesane, like Red Bulls, whether um, if he gets the job, if he doesn't, whether Gio would be a um, uh, an exciting candidate just because he he was Metro Stars, you know, through and through in his time. So it was neat to see his name pop up with the revolution. And so I think what you would get with Gio, if he becomes the man there, is a genuine guy, is a guy who lives and breathes the club. Um and uh, and a guy who's had success over five years, two MLS Cup finals, uh, one MLS is back. So, you know, he was, and when you look at it um, against New York City FC, he was a penalty shootout away from having MLS Cup in his trophy cabinet. So um, a, a great prospect if the revolution go that way. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of talk about his man management ability. That definitely seems like something that would intrigue the revolution. A lot of the talk with Bruce Arena was just how he was able to manage a locker room <laughs> and man management. So yeah. if you're able to do that, um, it, it sounds like it'd be, uh, you know, a great fit. But kind of, you know, looking ahead to the weekend, can you just kind of talk about Orlando and the challenges they'll possess? Obviously, tighten the standing, so it'll be a battle, uh, I assume. But just overall, what kind of challenges could they cause for the revolution? I say this about Orlando right now. For me, they're one of the most horrible teams to – 
to play against right now. Every every match I watch them go into uh, since the midway point of the season, it's it's like a bar fight. Like they scratch, they bite, they claw at absolutely everything. But then when they when they've worn you down, they've got the quality to go and and stick in a couple of goals. Um, for for those fans of of your show who haven't followed them too much, they've Orlando have for me the rookie of the year and Duncan McGuire scored ten goals this year. Um, he's played so well that he's beat out what was their DP striker and their DP striker, uh, Air John Cara. He's he's transferred out. He's gone to Turkey. So you've got a rookie who beat out a designated player, uh, number nine. So he's been running well. And then off of him, you've got Fagundo Torres, who's uh, who's been the best player, best attacking player so far this year. So they've they've got quality in the side. And then when I talk about that bite, that grit, those guys who are <laughs> – who are, are going to be desperate and and put their lives on the line. Cartagena in the midfield and Araujo, those two are two of the, the most horrible players to play against in the midfield, and I mean that in a good way. So so those are the players I would say to keep an eye on. And for Orlando then as a, as a whole, they've only lost one game in the last 10 matches. And in those 10 matches, I've got it written down right here, the, the teams <laughs> that they've beaten – Atlanta, they've taken down. They've taken down Columbus. They've taken down, where is it, Cincinnati. Um, they've taken down St. Louis. I'm missing one team as well. Heavy hitter teams that they, oh, they took down Nashville on Wednesday night. So they've taken down heavy hitter teams. So they're flying right now. And when you look at New England compared to Orlando, Orlando know what they are. And they're in a groove doing it. New England, for me, they don't know what they are right now. They're trying to figure it out. Yeah, and obviously, I know this can definitely be kind of a cliche question, but what do you think is going to be the key for both teams, whether it be New England or Orlando, to you know walk away with three points? I think the key for New England is is I look at Carlos Hill, especially away from home, uh, you know, getting on the ball and and how is he able to open up the game? But then, then getting your goals. Uh, does Gustavo Bo start? Does Vrioni? Um, you know, does does he start up front? I look at. Um, Shankalai, I think him, you know, the way he's come on the last game, he banged a great goal, hit the crossbar, flashed it across goal, you know, so how can he can, how can he continue to go up a level? But I think it all comes back to the name that I started with, Carlos Heal. I think depending on how he is, if he can get on the ball against those two center midfielders of Orlando, you know, that's going to be the most intriguing part for me, um, most, most intriguing area of the game that I'll be watching. Yeah, and then also for Orlando, just maybe how do you think, you know, they're able to, you know, exploit the Revs? I know the counterattack has definitely been something that yeah. the Revolution have struggled to defend, but just overall, you know, what do you think is a key for them? Yeah, I, I think that Pereira in the, the number 10 role for, for them, and he, he floats, he's there, Carlos Hill at Orlando. Um, you know, what can Mark Anthony K do? I think Mark Anthony K is great when the game is condensed, when – he can play in a, in a certain space, a, a certain, um, you know, smaller area. But when it opens up, then I think Mark Anthony came when he gets turned, he can find himself in, in a little bit of trouble. Uh, um, I think Andrew Farrell, I, at times he can be one of the top center backs and other times I've seen him make, you know, silly, silly mistakes. And so if you get Andrew Farrell, Farrell at his best with Dave Romney, um, Dave Romney is just Mr. Consistent for me. Um so uh, I'll, I'll go back to answer your question. I think, you know, in that transition, you already mentioned it there. I, I think that's where the, the revolution are most vulnerable at times because they take risks, they man mark at times. Um, and Mark Anthony K needs to make sure the game doesn't get stretched out. 
Yeah, it seems like he's been asked to do a lot in this role, kind of, you know, at times serving as a lone defensive midfielder. At other times, you know, Holster is able to shift back, but it seems like he really is being asked to do a lot and being put in a tough situation. And now just yeah. obviously the playoffs, they're coming. Uh, where do you think the revolution, what do you think the revolution can do? You know, do you think they can possibly make a run or is it going to be a tough one? I do. I, I think potentially they've they've got great balance. I think Brendan Bob going out I, I was actually calling the game when he tore his ACL and when he went down I thought it's oh it's brutal I, I really felt for him as you know I'm sure every Revolution fan did as well because I thought Revolution had the the two best in, in terms of partnership two best attacking and defending fullbacks in the league if he talked in tandem and so now with Jones I think I, I think a lot of Jones the way he can get up and down um but anyways, where uh, I'm going with this, I think on your your day with the Revolution, they've they've got great balance, and I, I don't put them to the level of Cincinnati. Cincinnati have, have obviously been the standard bearer this year. The way they've gone one supporter shield, I called their game on Wednesday night. They just have so much they can hit you going forward. But I think the rock to their team. I think why they're number one is because of Matt Biazga and what they have at the back. I think Revolution, and again with with Andrew Farrell on his day, he's terrific. Um, and Dave Romney, so solid. Jones can pollster figure that out. Um, so I think you've got potentially the balance there where you've got the bedrock, but then going forward, you've got the talent. But can it all click? Cincinnati have clicked. They've clicked. You go up against other teams. Columbus are so good going forward and Atlanta as well, but they're vulnerable at the back. So I think at the end of the day, when you get into playoffs, you need that balance. And I think Revolution potentially have it. It's just can it click? Yeah, and also just kind of, you know, going away, kind of want to focus on a certain part of your playing career, at least internally at the Blazing Musket, uh, big fans of the Rochester Rhinos. So oh, I would just nice. love, yeah. I would love to get, just get, you know, overall remembering your time uh, with them. I don't know if there's a certain funny story that stands out, but just what's your memory <laughs> of, uh, oh, that I, 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 this sounds exciting. I think I need to hear this story. Uh, I, got a, I got a story. It's one of my favorite times. Look, the guys... Uh, Rochester came about Sam at a time when um, I was playing lower leagues in England, lower league in England. I was playing league two for Dagnum and Redbridge. And at the time I, uh, you know, I'll maybe get a league one club. Don't think I'll, I'll make it to the championship. Um, but at the time it, I felt it as though, you know, players from league two, it was MLS caliber level, except for your designated players. So I wanted to make that switch. And I, I, I was really looking at going to the Vancouver Whitecaps and I did a trial at Rochester and then I went to Vancouver and I'm Canadian um Scottish Canadian and I was I was sitting in a hotel room in uh in uh in Vancouver and I got a phone call from Gary Smith who's at Nashville now Gary was at Colorado and he said look Steve Guppy's at Rochester and Steve Guppy I followed his career and uh and he said look if if you sign for if you sign for Rochester you do well I'm going to be watching a lot of their games yeah I'll pull you to Colorado and anyways that whole sequence ended up happening which was fantastic but the story I had at Rochester so Steve Guppy and the chance to play with him and have him as a mentor he is one of the funniest guys but we were in Charleston and we were playing against uh Ozzy Alonzo was playing for Charleston after the game I believe we had a good result I don't know we went for drinks and we and for the for the life of us we could not get a taxi home this was before the Uber days <laughs> so we're we're hitchhiking I'm with Steve Guppy and two other players and Steve Guppy is assistant manager slash player so in a way, he's got to be responsible. We're hitchhiking, and we finally get picked up, thrown in the back of a pickup truck to a guy who I, I don't know 
what you know what he was on i don't know what was happening he must have been going 100 miles per hour and we're holding on for dear life on the back of a pickup truck and somebody comes and and they drives by swerves cuts him off so he starts going and trying to catch up to that person going off and off uh, an off ramp and he's arguing with the person and I, I kid you not we we saw a gun get pulled out and the guy takes off and we all jump to the bottom and we're laying down and there's Steve Cuppy face to face and we're scared for our lives. We're like, we just want to get home. We've had a great night at the bar. So that was, that was my time with, with Guppy and Guppy. When we got back, he's like, do not mention this to anybody. I'm the assistant manager. He said, I don't want to lose my job. <laughs> Look, Steve Guppy's assistant manager at Nashville. Now I live in Nashville. And that's one of our great stories. When we, uh, when we catch up for being like, I can't, we could have lost our lives. That's to the extreme, but that's what we felt that night. Ross, I don't know what expectations I had for a uh, Rochester Rhino story, but definitely um, it seeded it right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to You have me. I cannot believe that story. Oh, that was um, great. My time at Rochester was, I, I loved it. I love the fans. I love the people there. Darren Tilly was manager. It was great. Yeah. So Ross, just want to, you know, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to speak with us. Definitely everyone uh, make sure you check out Ross's call on MLS season pass. But again, just thank you so much uh, for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, you got a great show, Sam. I really appreciate you having me on. I hope to meet you in person sometime soon. Thank you. Definitely. Next time at your late. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Once again, want to thank Ross Smith for taking the time to join us and glad that he's still alive after that insane story of uh, hitchhiking in a pickup truck after a match with the Rochester Rhinos. Make sure to check out Ross's call on MLS Season Pass. And also, too, once again, want to remind the listeners that Revolutionary Cap and this episode is presented by Bet Online. Make sure to check those guys out for your sports wagering needs. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Go Revs. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.